showed up at the auditions. I never dreamed I'd make it here right now. This is simply beyond my wildest dreams. Ever since I was 10 years old, I just wanted to be one of the people who brought ventriloquism back into popular culture. For America to vote a ventriloquist as the best act in the country, that would definitely be the proudest moment of my entire life. To rewatch a movie. Oh, hell yeah! Hell yeah! Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Please don't aggregate this. Lillard, long range three. Their defense is atrocious. Atrocious. I'm the rock star. Tiso is the official watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos. You know, we love China. We love the plan there. It comes a dunk. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? <laughs> and then for some reason, this is a, another head scratcher here. I guess, I guess he's going to sleep in Courtney's room, I guess. But he puts him in his own bed. Yeah. Like, yeah, he has a bed. I guess I he didn't want to bring him up. Maybe it was final. too hard to bring him upstairs. Maybe it's also like the final barrier yeah. between them. You know, like the final act of like of, welcoming and you're, embrace. You're here. You're part of this. Yeah, you yeah, can smell my own yours? sheets. What's yeah. mine is yeah. yours. Yeah. And that kicks off the final part of the movie, which is... Bit of a, bit of a bummer, folks. <laughs> no, I'm a bum. <laughs> there are no bums. There are only... The financially challenged. No, I'm a bum. <laughs> but bear in mind, I'm a Harvard. 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 But bear in mind. All right, I'll drop the charge of trespassing. But your breathalyzer test showed that you were drunk at the time of your arrest. At the time of my arrest, I was neither driving an automobile or operating heavy farm equipment. I was sitting alone reading. I'm well past the drinking age, and if I take a little drink to kill the winter chill, it's certainly not a crime. I mean, if it were, every fan at a Harvard-Yale football game would be behind bars. Come on! <laughs> Tossed it. Yeah, threw it out. The whole thing? Boil, boink, eat up. Boil, boink. You know, I think there's entirely too much bickering going on in this house. I don't know if I can live here. Holy shit. You think so? Looks like the regular garden variety to me. Uh, Monty! Where you going? Shut the door. Monty! D-O-B-E-F-G-H-I-J. Women, ain't they perfect? Not always. Yes, they are. They're perfect. Don't matter if they're skinny, fat, blonde, or blue. If a woman is willing to give you her love, Harvard, it's the greatest gift in the world. Makes you taller, makes you smarter, makes your teeth shine. Boy, oh boy, women are perfect. Sing a song every day. Keep your voices high and gay. If everybody sings a song, never will the world go wrong. All right, so you can't carry a tune, but can you cook? Can I cook? Does Madonna take her clothes off? Everett. Does Saddam Hussein and Omar Gaddafi pull each other's taffy? Yes, but I don't do windows. Our founding parents were pompous, middle-aged white farmers, but they were also great men because they knew one thing that all great men should know, that they didn't know everything. They knew they were going to make mistakes, but they made sure to leave a way to correct them. They didn't think of themselves as leaders. They wanted a government of citizens, not royalty. A government of listeners, not lecturers. A government that could change, not stand still. The president isn't an elected king, no matter how many bombs he can drop. B-52 
because the crude constitution doesn't trust him. He's a servant of the people. He's a bum. Okay, Mr. Pitcannon? He's just a bum. And the only bliss that he's searching for is freedom and justice. Uh, if you love the character of Simon, I want you to pause the podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, I never is, advise the movie this. ends right now. But uh, you don't want to listen to the rest of this. I would yeah. never Monty, say that. Monty agrees to drive Simon to visit his son. That's We're going right. on a road trip. The son that he abandoned, he's going to take him. His name is Frank. And, and this is right in the heart of we need to finish the thesis yeah. time. So it's dis- it's despite, thesis deadline. In fact, in fact, Monty... Jeff is like, you're going to turn this thesis in? Mm-hmm. And Monty's like, I'm not doing it. The thesis is done. All yes, he has correct. to do is Drop type up the off. bibliography. <laughs> type oh, yeah, up the bibliography, right. which, of course, is the final step of any papers we right. all know you're from not high school. But he can't do it on the road, obviously. He doesn't have a... Laptops laptop. haven't been invented yet. You have yet. to always he, format he, that fucking bibliography a certain oh, way. Oh, if yeah. They had, exactly. If they had interactive cable oh, in the inns they were staying in, he could have probably accessed it that way, but they did didn't you, have that. Did you underline the title? Did you indent the second line? Oh, yeah. yeah. Things had to be like a You t- got to bold the author oh. and then I tell the title. All right. So what is an annotated bibliography? Well, an annotated bibliography is one of those abstract assignments that I feel like always trips up college students, but it's not as complicated as you would think. So let's break this down. Annotate means to provide notes, and a bibliography is simply a list of references referred to in an academic source, aka your reference list. So an annotated bibliography is to provide notes on your reference list. That's all it is, is making notes for each source listed in your reference list, and by doing this, you are thoroughly assessing and organizing your research. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Last name, comma, first. Last name, first. How about first name? Give me a break. Seriously, now now that I think about about that, how about about this? I read a bunch of stuff, and here are the different Yeah, how about this? (laughs) Like, why are you making me jump through hoops? I just wrote a whole goddamn paper. Yeah. Like, do you know how yeah. hard that is? Do you know how much time you know what that I'm going to do? How about I'm this? I read get... a bunch of different things, okay? And then yeah. I summarized it, put it back. I read a lot of stuff. Yeah. I read a lot of stuff. I spit it back out. Here's what I'm going to do right now, and I'm going to encourage you all to do the same thing. Get in your car right now, whatever mm-hmm. you're doing. Go to your college professor's house, kick the door down, grab them by their shirt collar, and ask them if they ever read anything in your bibliography. <laughs> you could have written... Yeah. A title of a book that was like Dr. Farts McQuarrie. Take it from yeah. us. You needed Ladies so and much. gents, you had to pull like lie on your resume, lie on your bibliography. Those are two pieces <laughs> right. of life advice that you can will lie. always you serve can you. You can lie well. right there. But yeah, you didn't. It served no purpose because nobody checked them. Why? They, they wanted to know the stupidest stuff, like the publishing house of the book. Yeah, right. The date of publication. The, yeah, the yeah. year that it was published. Who the fuck cares? Uh, what do you care? Yeah. Get a life. What do you care? Yeah. I read a bunch of books, okay? Yeah. Who invented this thing? It's really, yeah. the more I think about it, it's so insane. Infuriating. I mean, anyway, I get so citations. He's got, so they, really he's got this thesis set. It is done. This thing right. is done. He's it's just on the one-yard line. Finish my thesis. It's not so great, but it's done. Congratulations. Everett! Yes. So, what about yours? Did you hand it in already? I'm not done. I'm going to type up a bibliography. Well, you're going to be on the road. How are you going to finish it? 
I guess I won't. Did Buchanan give you an extension? Did Buchanan give an extension, Jeff asks? No. No. No, he didn't. And nope. he's not going to go ask either. No extension. And then I finally leave Team Jeff for real because Te- Jeff is then invited to go in the van. They hit the road. No, Jeff is not invited to go in the van. Oh, Jeff wait, guys, guys, hang on, wait. He begs like a little beggar. Oh. Yeah, Jeff does beg. Monty? Can I come? May I come with you in the van, please? I do anything for a seat in the van. My, I want to be with the leader when, it he, looks meets, so fun. when he goes to heaven. Please, I want to mommy, be with the leader. Me. Please, mommy, take he's me. Let thinking, me go in the van. He's probably thinking they're all going to drive off a cliff together or whatever insane thing that uh, Eastern Charlie Manson wants them to do. Mm-hmm. What's that, Ben? What, what do you got? I was just going to say, I totally, we, we, there's like, we've, we've hit e- basically every single line of dialogue in this movie, except we skipped over one crucial scene which i'm now remembering uh so right after the uh we were so like distracted by the uh the interactive cable discussion (laughs) right right after that uh excerpt of the of the thesis that courtney reads they have an exchange it's great i love it well the problem is i don't know how i'm gonna get this thing done in four weeks maybe buchanan will give you an extension yeah department policy if i don't have it in on time i don't graduate with honors you can do it you have confidence in me? Yes. No criticism? Well, maybe one. You're perfect. Well, <clears throat> I better let you get back to work. We don't want you graduating without honors. Monty says, the only problem is I don't know how I'm going to get this thing done in four weeks. And Courtney says, maybe Cannon will give you an extension. And Monty says, just a slave at exposition here, no, department policy, if I don't have it in on time, I don't graduate with, with honors. honors. It's called Stakes, folks. One thirteen thirty-five with the title honors. Of the Gives you a little bit of stakes. And then, and then a minute later, Courtney, just to make sure we're clear, Courtney says, I better let you get back to work. We don't want you graduating without honors. Right. That's because the movie's called With Honors, not Without Honors. Yeah. No doy. Loser. So this is what I thought. We want with, not without. Yeah. This, this, (laughs) check the title of the movie. You don't need a bibliography. I'll just tell it to you. Um, yeah, so Jeff so, Jeff is at the door. Oh, can I come with you cool kids? Oh, oh can, I come, can I come with you cool kids? And Monty's right. like, yeah. Oh, you now you like the bum, Jeff? Now dork? you like the bum? You want to come with the normies, you know? You want to you want to be with honors? You stay back. You work on your goddamn bibliography. You want to be with the, the cool kids? You come smoke cigarettes with us. The, the yeah. other thing to note is that Simon is in the van, but he's in a lying down position. Like he's in a bed. Yes, he's a corpse. Like he's literally like, it's like, it's like a, a hearse. There's a that shot later that like I'm going to have to talk about where he looks like a ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> it's funny. He does. That's very funny. <laughs> so, hanging I, out. I didn't get much out of the montage to get there, but I'll tell you what I did get is that when they got to the house, the, I don't know if the son thought that his father had died 
but presumably he knows that his father left him. Yeah. But he seems like confused or he's like, my father doesn't exist. Can we talk about this, this son first, just real quick? Yeah. Like he, they, he's they got pull a up to this like suit on. They pull up to this white mansion yeah. with a fountain <laughs> in the front Correct. and he's just hanging out at home in a three piece suit and good. tie. Yes, correct. Wearing a full-on, like, do, mafia. He, he opens the door. There's like, a grandfather clock behind him. He, and oh when you're successful, God. you're making he's a got, lot of money, folks. The <laughs> thing you love most you is wearing your hair, a three-piece suit. You do your hair. You put on a nice suit. It's too... And presumably, he's not it's not work, right? Yeah, he's but it also could be more than time. They're, they're driving minute. for a while. What I'm going to give you a time code. one twenty six eleven. Yeah, yeah, I'm there. I'm right there. Look at the sign. Frank Wilder, attorney at law. He has a sign a on his house. Office. Oh, it's a Annou- home law firm. Yeah, he's announcing. He, it, wow, it's, it's great a catch, Chris. Great yeah. catch. I guess they're saying that like. So he's working at home. He works Indian, at this like, palace. Yeah. Or is he's this saying, his office? He's yeah, saying Simon's a real whip. Of course, his son is a real whip. You know, his son is able to be a lawyer, a very successful lawyer. It's his home office, right? Oh, yeah, because his child is there, so obviously it's his house and also his his office. Hello, uh, Mr. Wilder. Uh, My name is Monty Kessler. I'm a student at Harvard. I guess it was about three months ago I met your father. And he's in that van, and he wants to see you. I don't have a father. But he's like, I don't have a dad. Yeah. And you're like, you know that your dad left, right? Or did his mom tell him that he died? Well, I think he says, I don't have a father, meaning like, I've decided to disown this person. But he also, there was also another tone of like, like my dad doesn't exist. Like, well, I to just, him, he doesn't. Like, obviously, they've had no yeah. contact. He has no idea, you know, he hasn't, for all he knows, his dad is dead. But I think he's just basically like placed yeah. that question like out of his mind years ago he's just sure. like my dad left and he's out of my life and we, i don't have a father but how does he get him to agree to speak to him please he's very ill he just wants to see you for a few oh, i want to see him he's dying please can I just walk over for a couple of minutes say hello and look at you and then we'll go and you never have to see him again Brendan Fraser's just like, oh, he just really wants to see you. He's dying. It's his final wish. Yeah. And the guy's uh, like, all right. Maybe I can, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess, yeah, sure, I'll come out. He's from dead outside. to me. I don't know dying. you. No idea who you are, but sure. I guess yeah, you've sure, probably got my good. actual father in that weird, sketchy van outside my so house. So we just open the side doors of the van. <laughs> yeah. yeah the one, guy, wait, wait, wait. He doesn't one, even come up to his house. Wait. One, <laughs> wait we have to cut to, guys, 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 guys. Cut to 120. Sorry, sorry. Cut to 126.37 while he's still talking. 126.37 exactly. And look at the legs dangling out of the van. <laughs> so we, we we prop the doors open. One twenty six thirty seven. Let's pull it up. And He's yes, Pesci <laughs> just dangles his doll legs. Are those of the van. is wait? Are we talking body like double or is that actually actual Pesci legs? Uh, TBD on that. One. <laughs> I mean, and what are the boots that he's wearing? It's it like, such like a, Pesci. they're like bell bottoms with boots. No, those are scarecrow. Lo- those are scarecrow legs. They, yeah, those that's are that's with a ventrilo- That's a human sized yes. ventriloquist. Those are, those are legs. Those are just pants that are filled with hay that they put <laughs> shoes sure. on. <laughs> it's movie magic, folks. 
Yeah, so cool. Chris, tell us about when a son meets his dad. Heartbreaking here. Uh, yeah, wh- it is. What can we say? Um, yeah, so he agrees to meet Pesci. He goes down to the van. The, the doors of the van are propped open. Pesci's legs are dangling out. Is there something you want from me? I just wanted to look at you. Fine. Have a look. Seen enough? You look good. I'm your father. You don't look like much. I was wrong. And I'm sorry. Yeah, you were wrong. And I don't care about you being sorry. I don't care about you. Daddy? Who is that, Ed? It's nobody, baby. It's nobody. That's a that's a big old ouch. You yeah. gotta wonder if he had spent the last semester trying to reunite with his estranged son rather than trying to go to a pajama party. With trying a bunch to of insinuate himself into some random well, house of most Harvard import- students. Most importantly, here, guys, what what does he do? He picks up a rock. Mm-hmm. So his mm-hmm. son goes back mm-hmm. to the house with his granddaughter. Yep. And go. He picks up a rock from the driveway. For his right. little satchel of magical memory rocks. Yeah. Yep. And that's the thing that I missed. That the and here's satchel the thing. did come back. Yeah. He's After like, I'm gonna, scene, I gotta take this one with me. I gotta remember this one. And honestly, he's, this is a man who's gonna die of a broken heart. And honestly, <laughs> Pesci's doing all he can do here. I watch this and I'm, I'm like, that hurt. Yeah, no, like, I gotta say, I, I, I can't lie. Like, we've been, you know, having some fun with yeah, this movie, been, but like, been, this scene, yeah. like, yeah, it was, it was accurate. just like, it's just, Pesci it was, got, and yeah. the, and got the, me. the harshness of the sun, like, you're thinking, like, oh, like, maybe there'll be some, ha- some like, like, there is oh, you know, no happy ending. No game. It is a knife in the, in the, he's, in the stomach. He's telling him, I'm erasing you from the earth. Yeah. He's saying, and that's it. No one will mourn you, dad. Yeah. Like, my grand, you see this granddaughter? She's not gonna know shit about you. There's no silver lining. No. Simon breaks down in tears and uh, yeah. Picks up a rock. I was like, fuck, all right. Yeah. They went, they went there. They went there. We did miss one thing here. This is crucial for the next part of this film. Is that Simon talks about how dog dies, right? Oh, like, yeah. The story of the dog the dying. His Can dog when that? he was a... Yeah, I mean, there's nothing, not much to it, right? He's, he well, it's, t- he's a, it's the night. About, it's, yeah. it's right after Monty fucked. Uh, probably for the first time in his life, and Simon decides this is a great time to collapse on the floor outside the bedroom. Tell, let me tell you um, about my dead dog. <laughs> and then gets uh, gets a primo spot right in Monty's bed. Could you? Uh, would you sit here for a while? Hey, come on! You always bounce back. When I was a kid, I had a dog. Funny looking thing. Orange hair, big ears, skinny body. I used to love to chase cars. 
I got run over three times. He never really got hurt. But he'd go hide under the couch for a couple of days. When he came out, he'd go right back to chasing cars again. Eventually, he got old and sick. God, was he ugly. Towards the end, he went off into the woods to die alone. He laid on a pile of leaves, perfectly still. He couldn't move him. If you tried to touch him, he'd snap at you. If I get through tonight, would you drive me someplace tomorrow? Yeah, sure. Tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow's fine. I want to see my son. Just once. It's a story that I, I literally wrote in my notes. Story goes nowhere, makes no point. No, um, but that's a common... People know that. Yeah, but then, of course... Yeah, but then it comes back. It comes yeah. back. But I also want to say here, if I'm that dog, I'm running away from Simon because he's a pet murderer. <laughs> Great point. Why did your dog Of course I'm going to the woods. woods. You're going to fucking stab me and eat me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want you to make me for Christmas dinner. It's <laughs> yeah. a really but good so point. Bottom line, that, I love being that was alive. Little, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm said, a dog. That's my deal. <laughs> that's what I want. I'm a dog. I want to stay a dog. I don't want to be dinner. I usually uh, live for 12 to 15 years. Fucking love being alive. Do not kill me. This a silent van ride. Yeah. So we mm-hmm. see Simon looking at a photo in his locket. He asks him to pull over, presumably so he can leave and die alone in the woods. Yeah. Stop the car. Stop the car. Here. Right here. Stop. He's taking a leak, right? The dog. Simon! Get back in the van. Get back in the van. Monty gets runs out, out to runs greet him. This like tall grass, and I gotta say that this was a laugh for me because they hug, right? Like Simon runs away, Monty comes and gets him. They hug, and then like comically, Simon kind of like faints into Monty's arms. <laughs> Like, it's not realistic. It's not, well, also, it's, Monty it's very... yells, Simon, you're not a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Which to me was kind of like a, like a you know, uh, it's not your fault moment. Holy shit. It's not your fault. Look at me, son. It's not your fault. I know. 
It's not your fault. I know. No, no, you don't. It's not your fault. Hmm? I know. It's not your fault. Don't fuck with me, Sean, not you. It's not your fault. Like, because as we know, this so is a prequel good. to Goodwill Hunting, <laughs> and that was like the breakthrough. You it's know, not it's your fault. So Simon, weird, you're not a dog. I think hey, cut there it was out. so you're many. Not a dog. Cut it out. You're not a dog. There were so many clues throughout the, this movie <laughs> that like referenced Simon. To oh my god, a dog. as a dog. Yeah. Oh my god. And I never realized that the movie was. <gasps> oh telling, god, yeah, shit. The movie was telling us this whole time, like, oh, Simon is a dog, like all, oh, like. This homeless guy is being treated like a dog. He has to sleep in a doghouse outside. But right. literally, oh my God! Literally brings him a bring bowl him of food. food in the morning. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Holy shit! The 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 filmmakers Holy were telling us, shit. he is a dog. It's called subtext. They don't oh make bibliographies God. for films, so, but if they did, we would know. There you go, folks. Yo, it's baked right into the film. It's movie magic. We love it. This so is movie magic. Man. I mean, I've watched this movie five times, and that was you didn't get it. a revelation. <laughs> you didn't get it. Wow. Chris had been saying it, and I'll be damned if we just didn't. Yeah, I just didn't, didn't make a connection. It. I just didn't. I thought he was joking. Just I thought this was a big much... yuck. No, yeah. I, did, I didn't it's know a big it. Yuck. I just, I just Until realized. Until you just said that. Yeah, I just oh, realized man. it in the moment. Because the whole you guys. time you've been saying he's been treated like a dog. Yeah. yeah. I thought but you were I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't internalize and realize. The reason I was thinking, man, they treat him like a dog, is because the filmmakers were literally telling us Saying you're he's a dog. a dog. They treat yeah. him like a dog. He feels like a dog. Yeah. He wants to die like a dog. He's not he a feels man. like he's a dog. Enough. He Finally, wants to die like a dog. The yeah. climax of the Monty, movie is Monty realizing, oh, you're actually him. not a dog. I guess that explains you, that. Wow. Ex, you know what? And the other thing that explains is the mur- the murder of the rooster. Because dogs, <laughs> dogs, love. dogs would attack a rooster on site. <laughs> Any dog would do that. And then also, he's sort of replacing yeah, he's a, the he's rooster. He's a game dog. He's a he's, what is a, like a, a hunting dog. dog, a working dog. But he's also replacing <laughs> the rooster as their pet. Right? They had a rooster. Now they have a dog. So oh kill the get, get rid of the competition. So oh they again. Now this is another thing that uh, really doesn't make a lot of sense. And if you know anything about uh, criminal investigation. Uh, you don't want to take someone who's dying just into your house to have them die at your house. We don't know what happened wow. <laughs> with this guy, right? <laughs> These three college yeah. students just take this old guy into their house. And I mean, he did later, make a deal about the hospital thing, but as we know, he already broke that deal much and earlier he's on. he's in no shape to fight them off. Yeah. Right? Drop him off at a hospital. You don't want blood on your hands when the mm-hmm. cops come at, come around asking questions. You can questions. still stay in his room and sit at his bedside and read hey, him a leather-bound edition of Leaves of Grass if you right. are so inclined. Again, but you can you do that take a in the safety guy, of right? a hospital. And they could give him palliative care. Yeah. You know? 
He doesn't have to die in a large amount of pain, literally wheezing on his own liquefied asbestos-filled lungs. (laughs) You can have him get end-of-life care, which is very important. Yeah, it turns out that's good stuff. Yeah, there's something the rooster didn't get, but now you can (laughs) rectify that for your dog. And again, for your dog, you're, you don't just like you take him to the vet; they put him down. So yeah, they have a that's thing how called most dogs go. Anesthesia. But back to back to this. They decide to take him up to their room, and just read him Walt Whitman until he dies. I am of old and young, of the foolish as much as the wise. Regardless of others, ever regardful of others, maternal as well as paternal, a, a child, child as well as a man. Stuffed with the stuff that is coarse, and stuffed with the stuff that is fine. One of the nation of many nations, the smallest the same, and the largest the same. I depart as heir, I shake my white locks at the runaway sun. I effuse my flesh in eddies, and drifted in lacy jags. I bequeath myself to the dirt, to grow from from the the grass grass I I love. If you want me again, look for me under your boot soles. You will hardly know who I am or what I mean. But I shall be good health to you nevertheless and filter and fiber your blood. Failing to fetch me at first, keep encouraged. Missing me one place, search another. I stop somewhere waiting for you. God. Simon. Yeah. If I'm a cop, he I've got a it. lot of questions here. Read him all the way to the dirt nap. Hey, that is hey, how did you thing. how did you lure this homeless man into your house and mm-hmm. why is he dead? That yeah. would be my first question to these kids. Bottom line, he loves yeah. Whitman. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then I and then I'd be looking around and I'd be like, Hey, is that a rooster cage? Mm. Uh, maybe that asks a little bit more questions. There's a couple of <laughs> loose ends here. I think yeah. we might want to just. Uh, also, also, how uh, you guys kids, come with us? We were told that there was another roommate here by the name of Boz. Boz. What happened to him? Yeah, that's a weird. What happened to Boz? Huh. He lived in this room, am I right? Mm-hmm. So, but they don't care. His they stuff just... is still around. His van is still. Yeah, right. You said this vehicle is registered to, to a Boz in his name. Okay. Why didn't? Why hasn't? Where he... is he? collected that he also lived in this room where the dead body is that's interesting uh okay so they decide they decide that they're immune from all consequences and he's just gonna die up in that room while they read him well i mean come on chris you've been on law and order right Mm. this is this is you're asking questions yeah okay Ice hey, tea it doesn't is, look great. It does yeah, not look Ice tea is raising his eyebrows at this. You one. got a lot of questions, more questions than answers. When yeah. you find a dead, dead, dead uh, homeless man in a, a room full of three college kids, and they're just seancing Walt Whitman around him. <laughs> um, it's not great. so. Yeah. yeah, there's a couple. Uh, yeah, a couple, a couple of loose ends there. It's, uh, so they read him Walt Whitman and, until he dies. Mm-hmm. Cut to his and, funeral. Yeah, that's it. Cut to the funeral. The, yeah, by the way, true. No. only four people who are there. No mm. priests. No people who work at the cemetery. Mm-hmm. No funeral no librarians. Yeah. By the way, it, this it, co- this is going to cost a pretty penny too. It's a. Big, I was totally thinking, I'm like, who big funeral. paid for that casket? Because I know yeah, they all have like rich daddies and stuff, but they're all like also cut off. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. They're every, all, they've been stressing about rent the entire movie, and they're like, yeah, no, we can yeah, just buy I, a I casket and a grave. You, Jeff plot. did not pay for the coffin. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff was like, fuck that. I am not paying. Although Jeff has changed. You know, he's, he's had a, a right. turn. So they, and they, uh, so at they the read funeral, Monty, more Walt Whitman. Monty yeah. is, you know, reading Simon's obituary. Simon wrote his own obituary, and he asked me to read it. Simon B. Wilder bit it on Wednesday. <laughs> he saw the world out of the porthole of a leaky freighter, was a collector of memories, and interrupted a lecture at Harvard. In 50 years on Earth, he did only one thing he regretted. He's survived by his family, Jeff Hawks, who always remembers to flush, Everett Calloway, who knows how to use words, Courtney Blumenthal, who is strong and also knows how to love, and Montgomery Kessler, who will graduate life with honor and without regret. And he refers to 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 the the group of roommates as his right. as his family. And he, he saw states, the world out of the porthole of a leaky freighter. Mm-hmm. Was a collector of memories and mm. interrupted a lecture at Harvard. <laughs> In fifty years on Earth, he did only one thing he regretted. <laughs> <laughs> which was not a to kill thing. and eat a chicken, <laughs> but the we abandonment of it. his... Uh, he's, he's survived by his family. Uh, he lists as... Not his wife or no. child or granddaughter, but nope. Jeff, Jeff Hawks, who always remembers to flush. Yuck, yuck. <laughs> Everett Calloway, who knows how to use words. Yeah, that's, that's right. one way to describe that guy. Knows how not to bad, use not bad. <laughs> Courtney Blumenthal, who is who strong. Who may or may not be attending Harvard. And <laughs> has four brothers and is a huge fan of the Knicks, yeah, baby. She's just one of the guys. And is yeah. one of the guys and loves condoms. <laughs> uh, and also knows how to love. And right. Montgomery Kessler. Who will graduate life, and I was like, I was like, graduate life with honors. Yeah, this, was, this was very with, strange. With honors, right? Yeah. Graduate life with honors. No, no. Just the actual obituary life. reads, who will graduate life with honor uh, and without oh. regret. And I was like, what? No, no. The movie is called With Honors, <laughs> not With Honor. No. I was very confused by that. Oh. But uh, nevertheless, a, a it, uh, it elicits some tears from Monty. He breaks down, cannot keep his shit together, absolutely melts they down in hug. tears. And, uh, yeah, and we're, starting to, we're starting to, you ever put the coin in the thing at the mall and it's going around the funnel? We're getting to the part where it's going to spin real fast and go right down. This mm-hmm. movie crashes to a halt here. Let's yeah. meet with Professor we go Pican back to one last, yeah, one last thing, one last loose thing. We tie up. Let's do it real quick. Mr. Kessler. A thesis advisor, I have always presumed, is supposed to give advice, especially on the idea of a thesis. 
I'm sorry, sir. I meant you no disrespect, but I changed it because I had to write about something that I really believed in. But your new ideas, naive is a kind word. Foolishly optimistic might be more the truth. Are you withdrawing as my advisor? No, I'm not withdrawing my endorsement. I don't agree with what your brain has produced, but I, I admire its independence. Not many people agree with my ideas either. I do regret that because of your lateness, you have no chance to graduate with honors. Thank you, sir, for being a true mentor. Good luck, Martin. We turn in our thesis. Yep. Hey, I thought you were going to hate this. I don't hate it. It's pretty good. But you failed yeah. because you're late. Um, <laughs> I don't agree with you, Monty. Uh, I believe you're naive and foolishly optimistic. But God damn it, I admire your brain's independence. And you know, and you know, this fucking guy is going out right after this and putting all his money into interactive cable. <laughs> oh, f- you absolutely. Know, this is the type of scummy. I don't agree with you, but uh, I'm just going to put a hundred grand here in the Comcast. <laughs> Didn't realize this <laughs> was a thing. Oh, yeah. Get in on the ground floor. Called stock options. Yep. Web three. Crypto. Just diversify my portfolio a little bit. Spectrum, folks. Toss yeah. some money Optimum towards online. some. Toss them right. right towards Microsoft for that interactive cable I've been reading about in the New York what, what Times. A company called Google. So know. just a couple more stops here on our train. Yeah. Uh, we go to the library. We return mm. Walt Whitman's Leaves of Grass. Yeah, Leaves of Grass, his favorite book. Now the ghost of Whitman now haunts the library. Ghost. Yeah, and then we go to the graduation. Sherry Kendrigan, economics. Anastasia Kinsman, magna cum laude, Romance languages. Christine Kernwine, magna cum laude, English. Montgomery Kessler, government. Robert Kaiswetter. Summa cum laude, economics. Steve Kim, mathematics. May your wishes all come true. May you always do for others. Ladies and gentlemen, the class of 1994. They don't walk across the stage. They stand up, I guess. I, maybe that's a Harvard. I didn't look it up, but maybe that's a Harvard thing. They call their names. They call Monty's name conspicuously without honors. Without honors, guys. Yeah. So, Whoops. Uh, guess the title even, was a big old lie. Get, he doesn't get summa cum laude or cum laude, so he's got a below 3.5 GPA, so he's not really a whip student. This no. thesis was probably his last chance to like succeed there. Yeah, absolutely. We, fuck up. we walk doomed. off. Monty grabs a stone. He grabs a kiss from Courtney. Mm-hmm. We get an amazing, just 
like titular freeze frame ending. One of the great freeze frames I've ever may seen have, in a movie. May have been like the last movie to do that. Right? Yeah, like this was like the tail end of that happening. That's true because it's like a like an eighties like John Hughes thing. But yeah, they're like, no, really we can still do that in vogue anymore. We can still do that. So, yeah. but they, but like the other thing that strikes me about these freeze frame endings is like in my mind they're clear, but then you look at them and they pick like this blurry frame where there's like all this motion, like Everett's not in focus. <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> it's like they could have picked one where like people are actually like stopped and you can, but they always pick one that's like super blurry. Yeah. It's roll. Oh yeah. Everett's like hair is all weird and blurry. Yeah. You're yeah. right. And they're like uh, the arms are like, yeah. Jeff is looking. Jeff like, kind of like at the sun. <laughs> like has like a weird like O face like into the middle distance. Yeah. Yeah. They. I think I get. I get the impression that they're going to join Simon in heaven. That's what I get the impression. Careful, oh, they're definitely folks. following We're following their, their leader into He's a Valhalla. Cult leader. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Pesci gets top billing. Fraser second. Kelly third. We should also say any, cue the I don't music. Have any problem with that. Madonna's yeah. I'll Remember. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yep, kicks on as the credits roll. I always look through these credits to see, like, uh, like if there's any names I recognize. And I did write down the name of the face who is credited as the face. And his name is Kurt Klaus. Kurt Klaus. <laughs> yeah. Perfect, perfect mm. name for that guy. Kurt Klaus. Perf- Kurt, Kurt Klaus. But yeah. nobody who I recognize... Uh, David Fudge, assistant. I also wonder too, like if I go back through, I don't know that much about filmmaking, the hierarchy, but like if you go back and look at assistant directors, do those people ever become directors, or like is that just what you do? Mm. So you always think like, oh, you're gonna find like a gaffer who then became right. like a like an assistant coach who gets gets like a do shot. you gra- do you get or do you just you're just you're a director and that's what you do because. Yeah, I don't know. You can't was, really go was Scorsese up. ever an assistant director? I don't That's think so. That's what I mean. So. Like, did you work on lighting or any at any time? Learn some yeah. craft before you got behind the. I the think big it's chair? Pro- it probably happens, but the ones who go from eighty to director aren't like the auteurs that we all know. You know, like the oh, ones who we know are like, you know, writers, TV directors. directors and, yeah. yeah. Uh, one notable name is uh, Claudia Haro, who plays Marty, um, the woman at the pajama party. That uh, that Simon picks up, you know, after um, resetting sure. his Whitman, um, and I only note her name because she was actually married to Joe Pesci at the time no. of the filming of Wait, this movie. What? And that is perhaps why. What's she, the age difference? I don't know. Wait, it's big. She played it's which big. character at the pajama party? So the, the pajama, one he goes the, home the, with. the like, you know, the girl that he goes home with. One brief hour of madness and joy. Would you like to dance? I maybe you shouldn't. Let's not go overboard with this staying alive junk. Yes, I would. Just a minute. Hot, yeah. yeah, woman who like who like overhears him resetting Whitman and is like, "What's her name?" Uh, Marty in the movie. I don't even know if he ever said if if her name's ever said in the movie, but she's no, a real Claudia Haro. Claudia Haro. Believe I believe she was married to Pesci. From let's see here, actually. Because I was a little confused. I don't know when this movie was filmed. Because it says that she... I think my notes say that they were only married from 80 to 92. So maybe they were like... I don't know. Maybe it was filmed in 92. she's She's in a lot of his movies. Here's a weird one. Pesci had a small part in a pretty messy murder case. 
Pesci is notoriously tight-lipped about his past marriages. We know he was married at least twice, once to an unknown woman in 1964 when he was 21 years old. There are even unconfirmed reports that say Pesci had a daughter born around 1967 with a mystery woman. The other time we can confirm is when he was married to Claudia Haro from 1988 to 1992. Not much is known about Pesci and Haro other than they had one daughter, and he bailed Haro out on a $1.25 million bond. In 2000, Haro was convicted of hiring a hitman to whack the guy she married after she divorced Pesci, Hollywood stuntman Garrett Warren. Haro allegedly hired a hitman to ambush and kill Warren in his apartment. But when Warren survived the attack, she allegedly hired another hitman to finish the job. The second attack never took place, and Haro was arrested in 2005. Pesci not only bailed Haro out on a $1.25 million bond, but he even showed up to her murder trial. should also be noted that during the preliminary hearing, a witness strongly implied that Pesci paid for the hits that Haro put out on Warren. So maybe they stayed close after they got divorced. Yeah, it's not, it's not unheard of. He's a nice guy. You know, yeah. things change. Things change. That's your rewatched. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we rewatched it. What did we learn, folks? Big picture. Big picture takeaways. Yeah. Um, Gosh. The dog you know, thing really does kind of blow my mind, actually. Yeah. That's the dog thing. I mean, we blows should talk about mind. the Madonna song. I'll remember. Yeah, go right ahead. Oh, yeah. Do you have the lyrics for that, Chris? Yeah, here we go. Hmm. Hmm. Say goodbye. Not knowing when. <laughs> the truth in my life began. Say goodbye. Not knowing how to cry, you taught me that. And I'll remember the strength that you gave me now that I'm standing on my own. I'll remember the way that you saved me. I'll remember. Inside, I was a child that could Mm -hmm. not mend a broken wing. Outside, I looked for a way to teach my heart to sing. Wow. I'll remember the love that you gave me now that I'm standing on my own. I'll remember the way that you changed me. I'll remember. I learned to let go of the illusion that we can possess. I learned to let go. I travel in stillness. And I'll remember mm. happiness. I'll remember, hmm. And then I'll remember, hmm. I'll remember the love that you gave me. Now that I'm standing on my own, I'll remember, I'll remember, I'll remember. So, um, yeah, basically, hmm. what, do we get, what, what do we have here? It's a song about... Uh, so much. Yeah. So much stuff. And memory, the memory stone. I did read an the incredible memories, I the did change, read an incredible yeah, that, blog post by by Alex Balk on the All, and I don't know if this was like factual or if, or if this was like a little tongue in cheek. So, but let me pull it up. I gotta say, like, hats off to songwriters who are able to fill an entire song's worth of lyrics with just like lines that are like yeah like sure yeah yeah of course like uh, yeah i hear that i feel that and it's just like it just washes over you like nothing like what is that that song like it's an incredible song just hearing the lyrics like without the music because you're like those lyrics are just it's just like could be about anything. Nothing. It's just like yeah. absolute nothing. <laughs> so Alex Balk uh, for The All wrote, Much like the film to which it provided thematic support, I'll Remember, the theme from With Honors, teaches a valuable lesson that every generation needs to learn anew. Mm. In the film With Honors, the lesson it's is a- that homeless people will steal your college thesis if you accidentally <laughs> drop it down the steam vent of the library to your Ivy League university. This guy's, this guy's on Team Jeff. But they will also help you realize what, li- what really matters in life, and then they will die. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's a but nice. not like a dog. 
It's a like a bag. For the song, like I'll dog. remember. The lesson is also about homeless people at Ivy League universities, but with a more personal <laughs> twist. I'll remember the strength that you gave me now that I'm standing on my own. I'll remember the way that you saved me. I'll remember, sings Madonna, about a homeless person who taught her how to cry while she was okay. visiting what is rumored to be Yale. But the, oh. mechanics, but the mechanics of sobbing is not the only lesson homeless guy from Yale taught Madonna. <laughs> no. I learn to let go of the illusion that we can possess. I learn to let go. I travel in stillness. And I'll remember happiness. I'll remember. I'll remember. I'll remember. Wow. Very beautiful. Wait, the I'm Walt confused. Whit- this, the Walt the, Whitman of her day. The reference to, like, rumored to be Yale, though, does that mean that the song, that Madonna I, wrote the song about an actual encounter? I'm, sure, I'm not sure if this, because I, I tried to, like, cross-reference this. Alex yeah. Ball exposed and to see like is there any other source online that talks about her yeah I tried to having find an out. encounter with a homeless yeah. person at Yale yeah. I don't and know. I tried to find out like what the film involvement stuff was there's not a lot about Madonna in this movie but yeah. she's all over it the, I mean it sounds it, a lot like just a song that you write about like a you know former lover okay, that taught so, you about life loved, and then yeah. you left and blah 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 the thing that is, everyone is on the record with about this song is that Madonna, you know, she had had a couple of hits like Like a Virgin and Material I'd Girl. say a couple. Yeah, yeah. by 94, yeah, yeah but one or two. Sorry, She had a couple of big hits that were very, um, that presented her in a, like a very like sexualized Body. kind of way. Oh, sure. Yeah. And she, I think, was like. Trying to grow up trying to like push back against that and was Mm. trying to present like a more um like focused artsy version of herself as Mm. as a performer so this this song this song was 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 a big part of that sort of like rebranding of madonna as like a serious artist that wasn't just some sort of like person that was like flaunting her sexuality got it and it makes sense it's a hit song so i rewatched the trailer I was gonna say, was this save. the same era? Oh, sorry, going. Yeah, no. like bedtime story. Yeah, like I remember like the Take a Bow video with the um, the Matador. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, wow, it's so like, grown up, like grown up shit. Like, so yeah. I did rewatch the trailer. He does say, "Bear in mind, I'm a Harvard bum." They didn't uh, cut it out. Okay. A little bit of Mandela effect there for me, but. <laughs> sure. I sure. think I think overall I enjoyed it more than I thought it would. Uh, there's deeper things in the movie than I initially gave it credit for, but it's also definitely a product of its era. It does not hold up in the way that it approaches the lessons that it teaches. I think the filmmaking is like, like I would say like kind of like a Jeep, like sturdy, solid filmmaking, nothing spectacular, but I feel like the way that he layered some of the ideas, like I wish he would have directed more stuff, does that make sense? Yeah. To say, like, I would have liked to have seen him tackle something that was less saccharine. Something. Yeah, that's yeah. Sh- like totally true. Because he's he, like he had some interesting ideas. I think. Yeah, but there was a the lot more. Was very very tough, but yeah. The but I think filmmaking it was... wasn't like without any imagination. It was like there were some things in there that were layered and yeah. Yeah, ultimately, like, this movie is ridiculous for, like, lots of different reasons, but, like, I yeah. also, yeah. 
like found myself like not totally sure if I hated it because it is coming from a place of critiquing and criticism of like these elite institutions and these right. like elitist you know like conservative ideals and stuff and like and that even down to the dialogue where it's like there that dialogue w- which was like so extremely cringe was I think like intentionally so to point out the fact that these people are freaks like people who like actually <laughs> talk like this are like horrible disgusting people and really like yeah the way maybe the you know the sort of um uh method of their transformation was like a little clunky and like could have been done without like a homeless person stealing a thesis a and thesis. setting up a like like qu- like goofy sitcom like trial uh like judge uh sentencing scenario of like oh you gotta live with a bum now to get your thesis back yeah but he's gonna be your butler yeah like a little like four college kids and a baby i mean a bum scenario um yeah but but like at the end of the day the director i think was coming from a place of like trying to be like yo open your eyes like this is you these are more to life than beings and theses are stupid and you should like have you ever even seen a bibliography yeah i think this was um, like a pretty revolutionary idea at the time that like yeah again in the 90s no one was like hey there's more to life than like getting a job at a hedge fund like i know now obviously we didn't think that we're all think that yeah Yeah. like now obviously i think people are very like folks i'm here to tell you that before 2003 going for your dreams was seen as weakness that was seen as (laughs) complete and total failure doing anything that wasn't about like making excessive amounts of money yeah Yeah. like Mm -hmm. you know like coming out of the 80s like it was weakness it was you were weak you were a weak person if you didn't do like toe the line basically you know yeah so we didn't have youtube not yeah and to do it with like a major mainstream hollywood picture like again this is not like a a leftist piece but it like it like just a couple of you know like we talked about like the uh the zola book that's referenced and like yeah. there's at least a couple of things where it's like for the 90s it was like trying it was trying Gore Vidal was subversive yeah Gore yeah, Vidal playing, for sure um, playing a non-subversive character but yeah i think i think they lacked the sort of especially dialogues like sophistication to really because like movies were also kind of expected to be like goofier Mm-hmm. And like you know, things like montages and things like. Yeah. I mean, you those... still have to make a, a dang trailer, so right. he's got to yeah. say, have, like, "I'm a, a Harvard bum." Like, lines. we can't not have yeah. that line in there, folks. Like, we got to sell some tickets. Right. We got to put oh, some. We gotta get some butts and. We got to put yeah. some actual bums in the seats, yeah, if exactly. you know what I mean. It was a different time, um, folks. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. There were a lot of movies coming out, but uh, the trailer also features uh, "You're Unbelievable." Oh, they, they really? Drop... They drop the song. Which is not in the movie itself. And if the rest of your thesis is as intelligent as you are, you are certain to graduate with honors. And that will be the beginning of a brilliant career. In the ivy-covered halls of Harvard, Montgomery Kessler was at the top of his class. Harvard doesn't have any standards left. They let in anyone who's bright. But all it took was one little slip. (laughs) 
This isn't just on the turn paper, you know. This is my life. To bring him face to face. No, no! With reality. Don't burn any more pages. You want something? I need something. For each night's lodging, one page. There are 88 pages in that thesis. There are 83 pages now. You're unbelievable. You really hit my thesis somewhere. He'll get it tonight. I'll talk him in and give me the whole thing. Monty! You've done a great job of talking to me things so far. He's wearing my robe. Okay, if that's how you feel about it, don't let me catch you wearing any of my things. I have a plan. I'm taking him to Social Security. I'm going to get him disability benefits, all right? D-O-B. E-F-T-H-I-K. Do you have evidence of birth? I'm sitting here, ain't I, lady? What do you think I have? My spontaneous combustion? Ah! I still don't think I'm human, do you? Let me show you my life. Warner Brothers presents Joe Pesci as a scholar of the streets. Are you a student in this class? No, I'm a bum. But bear in mind, I'm a Harvard bum. Who gives four students a reason to open their hearts. If a woman is willing to give you her love, it's the greatest gift in the world. And their minds. To love free, to feed the remainder of life with one hour of fullness and freedom. One brief hour of madness and joy. Joe Pesci. Brendan Fraser, Moira Kelly, with honors. I knew once we got to know each other, we'd hit it off famously. It's a good trailer. Oh, man. It's also written by the dude. Who's the dude who did all the trailers in the 90s? Oh. Titular trailer voice. He also wrote them all. He did? Oh, he did? Wait, yeah, the, he, the voice guy? The, the... the inner world. Wait, this. he wrote? Detroit. Don LaFontaine, yeah. Throughout history, man has marveled at the vast complexity of the universe. Without a single unified voice, humanity has been left searching for answers to the unknown. Now, one man has the power to change that and to spread his voice across the earth for all of mankind to hear. One man. Me. Well, I was born in a simple log cabin. In, no, that's not true. Uh, when I was 13 years old, my voice changed in the middle of a sentence. Mom, I'll help you with the dishes. Literally. And it never went back. And I was just cut up in class. And when I went to school the next day, I didn't want to talk. And the teacher got bugged about it. She said, why aren't you saying something? And I said, what do you want me to say? And I was sent to the office because she thought I was screwing with her. Uh, and for a while, there was a really upset me. But then I discovered that I could be everybody's dad. Jimmy can't come to school today because he's not feeling very well. He wrote all the trailers. So wow. He, he would write the I trailers. I didn't realize that. He would... <laughs> the king of movie trailers. So, But he, he, uh, he would write... He was an engineer, and then he would write trailers and record it. And like It's basically like the trailers are all like... Uh, you know, like, Kevin was an ordinary guy until one yeah. day. And that's exactly this trailer. It's like, he was doing great at Harvard until he had a little fall. I guess it yeah. makes sense that they all sound the same, not only because of the voice, but also because, like, literally the it's the same beats, yeah. like the same, like, writing ticks. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right, we should. Sense. All right, we're going to anyway, wrap it up. It. Yep, yeah, yeah. What this a movie, a man! Fun. What a what a great like. Graduate there's this there's podcast. a reason why like when I saw when I like remembered this, I was like, we need to spend that's some time on this one. Like that's the one. Yeah, it is a it's a it's a real time capsule. It's complicated. It's deep. It's They'll ridiculous. never make another one like it. They really won't. They don't make them like this anymore, folks. I guess uh, sort of similar to Swiss Army Man, but which I did not see. <laughs> just, but... just kidding. Yeah. Not at all. But <laughs> all right. 
Ben, whammy, this was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, by the time this one, Chris is uh, dying wraps. to get off this podcast right yep. now. <laughs> he's been he's been trying to wrap this up for a good twenty minutes. Can we go back? Six hours of audio to edit. Sunshine Hernandez. <laughs> But uh, we've got Marilyn like Monroe. this is how many episodes that we we've got we've got our, our yeah, episodes no, the, for the next like we will four be months in the throes of the NBA playoffs yeah. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going clear through April with this one. So, yeah. Okay. yeah. We'll see you soon, you, folks. You can look I've forward to uh, NBA yeah. awards season. I'm uh, so excited for the playoffs <laughs> next week. Man, those Nets, how about well, them? Yeah. We'll be back with our The Sixers preview. number 1 seed. Who would have guessed oh, that? Oh, wow. All right, boys, this was uh, a lot of fun, a pleasure as always, and Uh, uh, I'll talk to you next week. This has been good. You can listen to Switch. 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 Switch